This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Coming up on 5-Minute News. World's hottest day ever recorded as climate crisis rages. Armed man arrested after Trump posts Obama's address. And Meta launches Threads app to rival dying Twitter. It's Thursday, July 6, 2023. I'm Anthony Davis. Temperature records across the globe have been broken for a second day in a row as experts issued a warning that this year's warmest days are still to come and with them the warmest days ever recorded. The average global air temperature was 62.9 Fahrenheit on Tuesday, according to data collated by the U.S. National Centers for Environmental Prediction, surpassing the record reached on Monday. Until the start of this week, the hottest day on record was in 2016, during the last El Nino global weather event. On Tuesday, the World Meteorological Organization, the UN's weather body, confirmed El Nino had returned. Experts predicted that, combined with the increased heat from the atheropogenic global heating, it would lead to more record-breaking temperatures. The month of July will be the warmest and hottest month ever, in 120,000 years. The record-breaking mean temperature was recorded by the Climate Reanalyzer Service hosted by the University of Maine's Climate Change Institute. It uses data from the NCEP's climate forecast system to provide a time series of daily mean 2-meter air temperature based on readings from surface, air balloon and satellite observations. Various parts of the world have been experiencing heat waves. The southern US has been sweltering under an intense heat dome in recent weeks, including on the national July 4th holiday on Tuesday. In parts of China, an enduring heat wave continued, with temperatures above 35 centigrade. North Africa has experienced temperatures near 50 centigrade, and in the Middle East, thousands have been enduring unusually scorching heat. Even Antarctica, where it is currently winter, has registered anomalously high temperatures. The climate crisis is now in full effect, with the world's major polluters, China and the US, doing little to curb carbon emissions. Disgraced former President Donald Trump posted on his social media platform what he claimed was the home address of former President Barack Obama on the same day that a man with guns in his van was arrested near the property, federal prosecutors said yesterday in revealing new details about the case. 37-year-old Taylor Taranto, whose prosecutors say participated in the January 6 riot at the US Capitol, kept two firearms and hundreds of rounds of ammunition inside a van he'd driven cross-country and had been living in, according to a Justice Department motion that seeks to keep him behind bars. On the day of his June 29 arrest, Taranto reposted a Truth Social post from Trump containing what Trump claimed was Obama's home address. In a post on Telegram, Taranto wrote, 
we got these losers surrounded. See you in hell, Podestas and Obamas. That's a reference to John Podesta, the former chair of Hillary Clinton's 2016 Democratic presidential campaign. Meanwhile, the Justice Department on Wednesday disclosed some of the previously blacked-out portions of a warrant application it submitted last year to gain authorization to search Trump's Florida property for classified documents after Trump's refusal to return everything on time. Newly revealed paragraphs lay out important evidence that prosecutors had gathered well before the search took place, recounting how surveillance footage from inside the property showed dozens of boxes being relocated by a Trump aide in the days before FBI and Justice Department investigators visited the home to collect the records. With Twitter recovering from a partial shutdown last week, Meta's Mark Zuckerberg delivered another blow to Elon Musk on Wednesday, ramping up the tech billionaire's rivalry with the launch of Instagram's much-anticipated companion service, Threads, a challenger to Twitter. Let's do this. Welcome to Threads, Zuckerberg wrote in his first post on the app, along with a fire emoji. He said the app logged 5 million sign-ups in its first four hours. Much like Twitter, the app features short text posts that users can like, repost and reply to, although it does not include any direct message capabilities. Posts can be up to 500 characters long and include links, photos and videos up to five minutes long. While Threads launched as a standalone app, users can log in using their Instagram credentials and follow the same accounts, potentially making it an easy addition to existing habits for Instagram's more than 2 billion monthly active users. Metastock closed up 3% on Wednesday ahead of the launch, outpacing gains by competitor tech companies as the broader market edged down. Threads' arrival comes after Zuckerberg and Musk have traded barbs for months and even threatened to fight each other in a real-life mixed martial arts cage match in Las Vegas. The timing is opportune for Meta to land a blow as months of Musk's chaotic decision-making has roiled Twitter. Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion last October, but its value has since plummeted as it faced an exodus of advertisers amid deep staffing cuts and content moderation controversies. Its latest move involved limiting the number of tweets users can read each day. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. On the morning of August 1, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery and I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. 
We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.